At 5.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday, President Trump tweeted, No White House chaos, which is this week's version of Dewey defeats Truman. The Trump report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Man, if you're like me, you probably figured that we'd have the Scaramouche uh, thing to play with for weeks, months, maybe even years. Uh, well, we're getting one week out of it, so welcome to uh, the Scaramucci Rhapsody, which didn't sound as well as good as Republican Rhapsody. That sounded like Bohemian Rhapsody. I really spent a lot of time on this, too much time. But welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram, at ChristianDMZ. For those watching on YouTube, join us in the chat. For those watching on YouTube, to my left, your right, Scott Moore at S-Man 80. Hey, guys. And look at who's here with us today. The one, the only, Drexel hey, Hurd at Drexel Hurd. And on the other end of the desk, the lovely Chelsea Galicia Thank at Chelsea you. Galicia. Hi. And we have a very special guest on the couch today, KNBC TV legal analyst, Royal Oaks, Royal, welcome to the Trump Report. Thank you. Special is kind of a vague word. So. Yeah, it's very yeah. special. And you know, listening to this song, I, I, maybe I shouldn't be asking, but gosh, wouldn't it be great to book Freddie Mercury? Could you get him? Because, oh, oh, boy. I mean, too soon. Too soon. We could probably get Adam Lambert, you yeah, know, because he okay. tours with Queen now. Yeah, that's true. By all accounts, he does a great job. Uh, for those of you uh, watching and or listening, uh, make sure you follow at Trump Report ABTV, and I swear I'll remember to uh, post once in a while. So, uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a pretty slow news week, guys. I think mm-hmm. we'll just talk about our summer plans for vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, as is always the case, we were thrown a pretty big curveball yesterday. Uh, Scaramucci! And Tony Scaramucci. He's not really, he doesn't <laughs> struck me as an Anthony. He always looked like a Tony. Um, and, you know, late last week for Anthony Scaramucci, it looked like things had kind of reached rock bottom for him when you found out, oh, he gets this uh, fancy new White House job. And, oh, no, his wife filed for divorce. Wow, it can't get much worse than that. Uh, no, uh, he was, in fact, fired. And I guess for all of the commentary on this on the Internet, oddly enough, the best commentary was from Kate Hudson, who had the uh, the photo, the mock-up, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, with Trump and Scaramucci. So uh, kudos to uh, Kate Hudson, oddly enough. So in any case... Um, there's a lot of things that happen in the White House that uh, that don't surprise me, but uh, this uh, this was one of those ones that I was legitimately surprised. I wanted to start with our guest, Royal, when Anthony Scaramucci bursts on the scene and he you know makes all these headlines mostly for the wrong reasons, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Uh, are you able to be surprised by that, or at this point it's just kind of like, well, it's all it's par for the course. I wasn't really surprised because you just have to expect the unexpected with this White House. Sure. Uh, the thing that was interesting is that I guess the rule is you, you can win and you can win, but you can't win every single time. And he beat Spicy. You know, he was able to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah. And he beat Reince Priebus. He was able to get rid of him. And I know nobody can spell Reince Priebus, but, <laughs> but we don't have to now because he's gone. But, you know, you can't win every fight, Christian. And I think what he ran into is General Kelly. And Donald Trump, they realized that this guy is, is kind of toxic, even in a toxic White House. 
it was just too much. I think the, the weird New Yorker magazine uh, article where he had all the profane comments and so on, I think that was over the top even for Trump. And Kelly, you know, I mean, talk about taking names. Very first day on the job, within an hour or two, he's got uh, Scarmucci in his office and he's firing him. So, you know, I, who, who knows? The problem is at 4 or 5 in the morning when Trump reaches for the smartphone and he's going to tweet, the general is not going to be there to talk him out of it. So unless he has a conversation with him the day before, we're still going to see some wild stuff coming and out And if of he the has that conversation, he has to remember the conversation and yes, decide true. to uh, abide by it. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll get uh, everybody else's uh, thoughts in a moment. But because you mentioned the New Yorker ar- article, uh, so Scaramucci last week uh, furiously calls Ryan Lizza of the New Yorker because he knew about a dinner that was happening with, with uh, Trump and Sean Hannity and... Uh, the guy who used to run Fox News, whose name I should have written down. Um, Roger Ailes is dead. Yes, not Roger Ailes, but... uh, Shine? Yep, that's it, Bill Shine. Thank you. Um, Not embarrassing, but we press on. (laughs) And uh, he was furious that anybody knew about it. He was convinced that Ryan's Priebus leaked it. So basically, what you get from that conversation is, and because we're on the internet, we can say things like, Ryan's is a fucking paranoid schizophrenic, a paranoiac. And said, and he said, this is basically, he did a Reince Priebus impression, which I wish we all could have heard. <laughs> oh, Bill Shine is coming in. Oh, there it is in my notes. Let me leak the fucking thing, and I can see if I can cockblock these people the way I cockblocked Scaramucci for six months. Which is great that, uh, you know, he thinks that he's uh, that focused on it. And what he went so far as to do was to accuse Reince Priebus of leaking his financial disclosure form, which he said was an illegal act of retaliation by Reince Priebus. He'd called the FBI and the Department of Justice. And, of course, it all turns out that uh, there was just a political reporter, due diligence, Freedom of Information Act. Oh, look, I can get this. So um, that probably had a lot to do with why Tony Scaramucci (laughs) is uh, no longer, uh, you know, in that job. Um, Scott, your thoughts on on the whole sordid state of affairs? Uh, I mean, where do we even begin with all of that? I mean, just just going back in the whole week, like who fired who, and you need like a Venn diagram to kind of <laughs> sort it all out. Um, I, I I think the whole thing where they were saying that the women in Trump's orbit were offended, I think that's not the real excuse. Um, I think what it was is, is General Kelly came in first day on the job. And he just wanted to get rid of everyone else because he, he knows he can't get rid of Trump. So he's like, let's get rid of all the other toxic people that are, are distraction and are bringing down what they're trying to do. And, and for General Kelly to do that, I think that was uh, day one, hour one, basically, like Royal was saying, to try to clean uh, up this White House that had gotten really out of control over the past uh, 10 days. But I really think that uh, John Kelly's got his work cut out for him, which we'll get into later. But Yeah, but I, I think that you're absolutely right, that he heard and saw what this mm-hmm. guy had already done and he's like look in in just over a week this is what this right. like we can't have this any more this is just too much of a distraction and they can't control trump so they've got to control everything else that they can hopefully with messaging yeah uh, by the way uh, there were additional comments in the uh, new yorker article uh, he as in scaramucci accused steve bannon of trying to suck his own cock which i think even bannon was offended by because let's be honest <laughs> Even he's disgusted at the idea that someone would want to fillet him. And so it was just really a whole thing. And it was just, I think at that point, and, oh, so Scaramucci says after the fact, he's like, oh, I I should have uh, told reporters, you know, I should learn about on the record, off the record. I don't think he thought anything of that. I don't think he said this was off the record. Um, Drexel, are you surprised that Donald Trump is friends with a guy like this? (laughs) 
No, I'm I, not. I'm surprised that was I your know, answer. Right? I am not surprised at that. I, I will add to something that Scott said earlier. I think the other thing that we forget about Donald Trump is his ego. Mm-hmm. The idea that somebody gets more right. publicity than him doesn't really bode well. So if you come in guns blazing, you're already getting more publicity, and you're and and, and it's taking away from whatever Trump wants to do. I. I can only imagine how somebody like Donald Trump would react to that. I, I don't know that General Kelly, you know, because he would have to fire half the cabinet if right. he wanted to get rid of... And he like, still might. He still <laughs> Right. Well, if he wanted, only Tuesday. wanted to do. Yeah. Exactly. Right, but then you're already hearing reports that, you know, they might replace Scaramucci with, uh, with Kelly and Conway, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, you're not really doing... You're just circling the drain mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so I, I don't... Like I said, I don't think... I think it was more about the fact that he just kind of upstaged him. Same thing mm-hmm. with Sean Spicer. I mean, Sean Spicer was yeah. this guy who was, who was, you know, all over this... Uh, all over SNL, um, and now you know got Megan McCarthy out there doing things. So I, I think it was Melissa less, McCarthy. Mo, what, I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> you know McCarthy. it's funny. A, a friend of mine, a comedian friend of mine, uh, Tom Kelly, uh, just to give him a shout out, pointed out on Twitter. So I didn't want to act like I was stealing this. Who would have thought that the person associated with the Trump White House with the least amount of scandal surrounding them would be Omarosa? You know, she, <laughs> we got nothing right. about her. Uh, one of the other things uh, that we heard about Scaramucci going back to last week was, I guess, uh, just within the last week, his wife gave birth to their uh, second child. And as of that point, he still had not been to uh, see his wife or visit the child. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, well, they were getting divorced. And like I said in the open, uh, you, you would think that that was, uh, was going to be the worst of it, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, Chelsea. What do you think is worse, um, flying off the handle to a reporter or being a really shitty new dad? Uh, probably being a shitty new dad. Right. Uh, because people... And by the way, as people know, I'm going to have my second child in d- December. So I've learned from Scaramucci. So don't... I, don't I was going to do a... I was going to do a boy trip. Don't text yeah. your wife. Yeah. Just and text then, your wife here. and then come and then visit it, four days is later. Is it true that he also tweeted naked pictures of her? No, see, now that's not true. That was uh, alleged... And uh, Snopes went to bat, and you know people sometimes don't. Because I was gonna, yeah, yeah, that it was like revenge porn, Mm -hmm. sort of. No, and and supposedly that was not true, but uh, that's the kind. Yeah, I saw that headline, and of course I clicked on it because I'm like, wow, that's gonna be. I had a little bit of respect with the ban and suck his own, you know, comment. (laughs) I really was impressed. And but you know the leaving your wife when she's about to go into labor yeah. and then doing that you know all the, the mm-hmm. respect that had been gained for the the Bannon comment had gone went away, um, and I I I like him and praying for his child. But right. the other part of that is the fact that he also like we also forget like all that happened. But the most important thing that I'm pretty sure his wife had the biggest problem with not only she didn't like Donald Trump was the fact that she he sold a company that they both worked at. Right. You know, like, right. you upended the life that we had to go work with this guy that I don't even like, mm-hmm. sold the company, and now, what is he going to go back to? Apparently, he can go back to the... Co- I don't know what the plan is right, right now. Right, but, but he sold the company months ago and I had been promised... The company, yes, to be promised. He had been promised to, promised to, to be, you know, involved in the White House, and Reince Priebus was the one standing in the way. And, obviously, uh, Reince Priebus uh, was no longer going to be an obstacle... Uh, and Actually, I think of so- I thought of something worse than being a shitty father. I can't wait to hear. Blowing off Politicon. Mm, oh, yeah. That's right. He canceled. Yeah. Everybody was looking forward to the mooch was going to be there. Yeah. 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 I wonder he if he knew something schedule. was up. Or I mean, that's what I keep thinking about now. <laughs> I, I think Bannon. he did. You know, you know, Christian, <laughs> the, the thing about the chief of staff position yeah. is it's hugely important and. 
Trump is off to such a bad start. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that old song, The Wanderer? Well, he's like, <laughs> he's like the squanderer. He, I mean, how often do you control the House, the Senate, the presidency, and you got a 5-4 advantage in the Supreme Court? And he's got nothing so far. He's got one appointment of the Supreme Court. Obamacare was a disaster. I, I've been reading a book, actually. It's, it's funny we're talking about this. It's called The Gatekeepers, and it's about the chiefs of staff mm-hmm. for presidents over the last several decades. And one of the points the author is making is that it's hugely important to have somebody who's strong, who can really guide the president. Jimmy Carter, for example, chose not to have a chief of staff. He was like the spokes. He was in the middle of all the spokes on the wheel, and it was a disaster. He was a micromanager. He literally spent his time scheduling the tennis appointments on the White House tennis court. It was awful. In the Clinton era, they had a weak uh, chief, and it was like frat boys. It was like pizza boxes and bongs and beer cans in the White House, and there was no power. When a James Baker comes in, Reagan is a success. There's no coincidence. So if General Kelly can somehow get uh, Trump's attention, maybe he can turn it around. If he doesn't, the guy's just going to continue to squander for the next three and a half years. Yeah, I mean, I think whatever people think of what President Trump is intending to do, he does have the opportunity to, to accomplish Absolutely. a few things, but uh, he's... I don't know. I don't know if he has like undiagnosed ADD and he gets distracted anytime there's a shiny object in the room. Absolutely. Um, one final <laughs> so thing about uh, Scaramucci was uh, supposedly Mr. Trump still has uh, high regard for him, and he may or may not try to find another spot for him in the White House. Although they don't know whether or not Scaramucci Sex ed- education <laughs> <laughs> director that that, that would be, I, that has to be a position. Um, but the question would be. Would Scaramucci want to take essentially a demotion? And who would this be a bigger mistake for? Uh, Trump to find a place for him or the boots to actually take a job? Uh, Drexel, I'll start with you. Uh, first of all, I don't think General Kelly would allow him to take another job. You know, I think that. But uh, if if the president uh, insists that he has to do something, but I also think that whatever General Kelly said to Donald Trump, like yeah, this is now probably, this is now my white right. this is now my West Wing, not yours. And if you want me to be here, then this is the way it's going to be. So I don't know that uh, that that Anthony Scaramucci is going to be getting another job in the White House. I'm actually surprised that Sarah mm-hmm. Huckabee Sanders um, is still press secretary mm-hmm. at this point. So. Um, but I think it will be a mistake for Anthony Scaramucci to take a job, to answer the question, because uh, you don't want to. I mean, he's all, but at the same time, he's already at the bottom of the barrel. You, I, I mean, he might, well just, back up he might as well just stay there, yeah, just, start yeah. just stay in the gutter with yeah. Donald Trump and take another job. Well, I don't know. It w- it's pretty well documented how much the mooch, and it's just more fun to say <laughs> that, really, uh, how much he hated Reince Priebus. So mm. I think he might think that, you know, getting him to resign my 10 days was a success. Uh, you know, I think he looks back on the the tenure that he had in the White House and was like, yeah, it was pretty successful. Which is interesting, the word tenure, because it usually doesn't refer to the number of actual days. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the actual tenure. Um, so anyway, we were talking about Priebus earlier, and it was inevitable that Priebus was going to be shown the door, much like Sean Spicer. Once again, just like Sean Spicer, it was surprising how long it took right. and why it happened. Both reasons, uh, Scaramucci. And, you know, he, as I, I was saying, he thought that Priebus was the main leaker. He even accused him of it on Twitter before he deleted it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, and Reince Priebus, in a past life when I host, didn't host, but I sometimes co-hosted and guest hosted a, a national radio show, he was always available uh, to represent the RNC because he was the chairman at that point. And I actually thought he would be perfect for this job because when you're the chairman of a party, your job 
is to just have the biggest smile and tell everybody how excited you are to sit down and just eat a giant helping of shit every single day. Mm -hmm. No matter what they're trying to sell, you're like, yes, this is the greatest thing ever. And I figured, like, well, that's going to be great. I thought he probably would have been a better press secretary than chief of staff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it, it was a little surprising that it didn't work out. In recent weeks, you could see this was coming. I actually thought it was going to be a, a good fit, that this is the kind of guy that Donald Trump should have. Uh, clearly, I was wrong. Um, but does anybody here on the panel think that Priebus has any kind of decent legacy uh, after this, just his association with the White House? If you just think about this White House as a whole, did he... Did he Serve any useful function, Scott? You know, is it is this going to just be something he leaves off his resume? I mean, it's probably uh, yeah. going to be when we see if there's a shit show next. Right. If for some reason Trump revolts against the general and it gets even worse, or the leaks continue, then Priebus will be like vindicated. Yeah, I, I was right. going to say I think it, it would be good because he, I think he, he would have gotten out before the big storm, uh, and people will sort of forget because he was there at the beginning and didn't accomplish much. But the problem is now is that Trump doesn't have that direct conduit to the GOP establishment. So in a way, he's almost going rogue now because Priebus was that connection. You know, that connection to the Wisconsin GOP, to, to Ryan, to the establishment, and now he's cut off from any of that. Um, Priebus didn't have the good kind of skill set to be able to handle a Donald Trump and his rogue kind of team. Uh, like you said, he's the happy-go-lucky guy trying to get money and everything, but to be able to, con- to be a strong chief of staff, you have to control and be able to be the good gatekeeper, and that wasn't something he was good at. Um, but it's a shame because now Trump is really isolated from the GOP. It's and- a shame why? No, I'm well, saying for it- if, if for his own stability. I, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy, but I think it's just going to make it more but difficult for him. But at the same time, without a conduit to, to the establishment, the establishment it, then the ideas get even a little bit right, further out there. And John Kelly doesn't have those those connections. And I also, you know, we go back to Alexander Haig talking about chief of staff, uh, chiefs of staff, and, and you see how that worked out, having a general uh, be a chief he of staff. He was in charge. Uh, but it didn't go very well. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to go very well, but we'll get into John Kelly later. But yeah, that's my take on, on the previous Christian, previous I don't think that it's going to be a problem, pre- uh, Ryan's previous going forward, because everybody knows how impossible his job was. Right. Yeah. Everybody he deals with is going to say, oh my gosh, how did you put up with it even for six mm-hmm. months? Right. Because everybody considers Trump a mental patient. So how can he feel bad about not being able to cure the mental illness? I think the mental illness is that Trump kept beating people, and people would criticize him and say, how can you say this, and you, you're, gonna, you're really going to lose because you're saying that. And he was always able to say to them, oh, yeah, look at the trail of bodies I left behind. I beat 16 guys, and then I beat a gal, and now here I am, and he's doing the same thing. And he doesn't realize that what he did to achieve the victory is not the same thing he has to do to cajole Congress and to schmooze and to play the Washington game. And so he hasn't gotten over that illness that he has, and Priebus was unable to change him. Big shock. Who could really change him? I mean, if Kelly pulls it off, it, it'll be, he'll be a miracle worker. And I, mm-hmm. and I say that all the time. Like, and Aside from Donald Trump, I think any politician coming in thinking, and, and Chelsea and I talk about this a lot on our show on political culture, which is the fact that a good candidate is fine. A good governor is different. If you cannot be a governor, 
and I don't mean a governor of a state, but if you cannot govern, you have no business being exactly president. Exactly right. Totally States. different functions. Mm -hmm. if, yes. if, if you, you can be a great candidate, you can have great policies, right. but at once you get to the White House, your job mm -hmm. is to now deal with the other branches of government. Your mm -hmm. job is to now deal with, uh, um, you know, Mitch McConnell and, and, and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and any of these people, any of the factions. And if you cannot bridge that gap and you just think you're going to come in guns blazing and then everybody's going to thank you <laughs> for being there, whether or not it's uh, Barack Obama, whether or not it's Hillary Clinton, whether or not it's Bernie Sanders, whether or not it's Donald Trump, they're just not going to do that. Barack Obama thought that he could kind of, uh -huh. he could kind of bring people together, and he saw how difficult that was. Now try to imagine being an outsider to two parties, Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, for the most uh -huh. part, and trying to govern. You just can't. You cannot <laughs> govern from the outside, because you need some party to help you. And if Republicans don't want to help Trump, Democrats are already like, listen, I'm not going to help you. Uh -uh. And that's the reality of the situation. So, um, and, and you're going to, you can't be burning those bridges. So, you know, as we go into 2020 and, and, and all these things, people have to really think about that stuff, which is, would you want this person as your boss? Would you want this person leading you? Whether or not the ideas are there or not, do you want that person leading you? And Donald Trump was not that guy. And there's been mm -hmm. plenty of candidates um, in the past. You know, somebody said to me today, I don't want any, me personally, I don't want any past presidential candidate running in 2020. Mm -hmm. Not a single one. No. Yeah, I mean, right. I think and, and, and I, I think that both uh, Democrats and Republicans right. should certainly say that they should both try and freshen the including Donald <laughs> J. Trump. Everybody out, everybody out. Like the, the, the analogy new, I always decade. use right. is you grab the political <laughs> etch sketch I and you shake it. I love Joe Biden. I, I don't know you, if I want Joe no. Biden running for president, no. but I mean, I mean, I do. I mean, I would. Vote for him. Right, but I but you're saying with that you. uh, right. jo Joe's been around for a little yes. while. Right, she's been around for a, minute. a couple right. years. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, do you feel like things are likely to get worse in terms of the way, say, you perceive the Trump White House without Ryan's Priebus trying, at least trying to be like, you know, we should try and fall in line with some things at the party. And now that he gets to, as, as Scott said, basically go rogue, do you think it's about to, to get even crazier? Which, hey, Good for our show mm -hmm. and your show, Political Culture, which returns what September fifth. See, there you go. Work the plug in there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Know, you for good, that. good for right here on After Bus. Yeah, right exactly. Bus. Good <laughs> for good for a conversation. Uh, maybe not so good for America. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I hate to say that at this point, it's all. I mean, I don't want to say we should we should cause gridlock. I want good things to happen, but I don't see good things mm -hmm. happening, and so. In fact, bad things would happen mm -hmm. if we didn't create some kind of gridlock, and so I think that it's going to get better in terms of gridlock because I've seen at least one Republican establishment come out and say we are in denial uh, about Trump. Was that um, uh, Jeff Flake? Flake. Uh, Jeff Flake, uh -huh. but Jeff Flake was I know, I know, the, I know, I know, I know. Well, so the, the, and he wrote like a kind of a scathing op-ed mm -hmm. about being so under the trance of Trump and, and refusing to see the, the reality, but he's also voted for everything that Trump mm -hmm. has okay. pushed for. So I think more Republicans are going to start to push themselves away. But they're going to have a hard time because Trump's got that R next to him. And so there's going to be now an even bigger split within the Republican Party. We've got the Tea Party, the establishment, and the Trump wing. He may have what? the R, but I tell you, yeah. there's fear and loathing. And yeah. the president is powerful partly because he's feared. And people aren't fearing Trump now mm -hmm. because he isn't showing the power. And right. the loathing factor... 
so many people hate him. Right. I mean, he was just such a bully on the campaign trail, made so many enemies, and we're seeing it now in some of the crucial votes on Obamacare. I think people are saying, I'm going to stick it to the guy. You know, yeah. I, was, like, I was really surprised mm-hmm. in real life when Drexel and I were at Politicon this weekend, just not only the number of Trump supporters, you know, this was in Pasadena, California, right? right? So not only the number, but the same enthusiasm. And some of them were parked outside um, with their their cars all decorated and the signs and Trump 2020, they're like already. I mean, camping. Pasadena is not a far drive from Newport Beach. It, it, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, they're, they're in Yorba Linda. You know, believe me, it's not that far. I yeah. know what you're saying. It is a little surprising so to it, see, but it is really surprising the level of enthusiasm that still exists. The polls that suggest that the same number of people who liked him. Uh, at election time, basically still I, like I think now. a lot of it, and it's not even necessarily a majority of it, I think a lot of it is the people that are telling them that they need to hate, hate Trump are people that they don't like. So Rachel Maddow wants to get on TV and talk about how bad Trump is. Well, I don't like her. I don't like Anderson Cooper. You know, I, I don't even like Megyn Kelly. You know, and so it's like all these people that don't like Trump, I don't like them. So there must be something right about this guy that has all the quote-unquote right people mm-hmm. not liking him. But it's also, if you watch in if you the two shows on Fox News that really are Trump's state propaganda machine Fox and Sean, Friends Sean Hannity Fox yeah. and Friends he if gets you look the whole at, day but he right. gets it bookended if yeah. you look at Shepard Smith Chris mm-hmm. Wallace any of those other anchors they stay pretty level headed they'll right. say what they need to say um, so then um, you know, Fox News lost the week last week to MSNBC, which was like the first time, like in, in ever. no in right. NBC, MSNBC's right. history, so, they had never won before. And yeah. so you're like, okay, so they're losing. Fox News is losing viewers because mm-hmm. nobody's paying attention to that Bill O'Reilly slot anymore. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, um, and the aforementioned Megyn Kelly is gone now. Megyn yeah. Kelly, I mean, that yeah. was uh, yeah. so they're not. They're only listening to the two people, and then so that's where they're getting their information from. And yeah, this week it was a little nutty. So. Um, that's not surprising. Yeah, I, I don't think um, – I agree with what you're saying, Christian, but I, I don't think there's enough people to keep him afloat as as it moves forward because his approval rating is so low in the places that he needs support. And the problem is he hasn't expanded his support at all. And yeah. because he won with less than a majority and he lost the popular vote by millions, he doesn't have anywhere to go. So but he loses anybody. I, I mean the loses. thing is there's plenty of time for the, the Trump – Campaign, the Trump re-election right. campaign. I know that makes you break out. Of I the still don't even think he's going to be around. I, know, then. I still but don't. But they, they have plenty of time to <laughs> focus on that. But it's the mm-hmm. whole point is that's the key word: focus. And you mm-hmm. can't really get the, this guy to focus on if, anything. If, which if, if Paul Ryan loses the budget fight, which he will. Mm-hmm. Because there's too many factions of the Republican Party that just do not want the law. Like for them right. to put the 1.6 billion dollar earmark to, you know into the budget, mm-hmm. you're like, why? You know that half the party's not going to go for that. So you're already it's already DOA. And so if Paul Ryan loses and goes into the midterms and thinks that his party is about to take a hit, chances of Donald Trump. I mean, come come, come 2018 in the middle of the year, Paul Ryan's going to start to distance himself because he can't afford to loot. Can't, right. can't afford to hemorrhage these people. Can I address something in the... Well, there are a couple of things in the chat. First of all, somebody asked if I spoke at Politicon and that I should. No, I didn't, but Wrong thank you. Wrong Chelsea. Yeah, but Chelsea Hamler spoke. Yes. She did. Yes, yes we saw that. Uh, and then I see, thank you for the hit on Bernie the Independent. I'm not sure if that's sarcastic. Were or talking not. That was something that he yeah. said. That was something that um, and I was going to address that when when uh, Drexel compared Trump to Bernie, and that because there's both outsiders, they are both they outsiders. couldn't govern either of them. 
and uh, I'm just here to object. Well, it's just because <laughs> it's because it's because you know Trump Bernie, and Bernie people, are different Ro- kinds Royal of outsiders. Know, but uh, Bernie's a very special friend of uh, Chelsea's, yeah. uh-huh. and not a very special actually friend best friends with uh, <laughs> with his wife Jane. I believe her number's in your cell phone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that that's good though. I I don't you know. I have Mr. T in my cell phone so. <laughs> and Royal Oaks. Uh, anyway, but the point I was trying to make is the idea of getting Trump to focus is probably a difficult one. So it seems like it would seem like a guy like John Kelly is a great choice for chief of staff. Uh, Royal, when you heard that this was going to be the new guy. Very different approach than Reince Priebus. Do you feel like he'll actually have some success, or will it just seem like he's starting to turn things around and then it'll just go right back to the way it was? The reason I think he has a chance to succeed, first, is that Trump seems to have a real affinity for the military. Mm-hmm. He loves his generals, and so, yeah, of course, he wasn't in the military himself. <laughs> right. but and that's what I was going to say. I wonder exactly. if he's going to count this as his military service. Yeah, <laughs> that probably will go down on the resume. And then the other thing is, Trump loves to win and he hates to lose. Now, we talked about how obsessed he is with his style and so on, and leopards don't change, but he doesn't like to lose. And I think it's going to start to sink in, if it hasn't already, that he is losing and he his presidency is slipping away. And so he, I'm sure, is smart enough to realize at some point he has to change and maybe General Kelly, by handing over some of the control to this guy, maybe that'll be the way he changes. See, I don't know mm. about that. And I, say that and I say that because mm. D- Donald Trump, as much as he thinks he likes the generals, um, has had a, already had a problem with General McMaster, has already had a problem with General Mattis. So he, it's not that he likes generals. He assumes that because generals have the mentality that they do not question the commander-in-chief in, in, as a military mm-hmm. person, that that is the way that they are going to continue on their service to him. I've been a general. I know to not question the commander-in-chief, and that's how it is. To the point where the, the the Justice Department today has installed a general to oversee federal prisons. Because they think that a general, who might well be good, is going to have to listen to the top-down and do everything that Donald Trump tells them to do. And I think that Donald Trump feels like he can dictate to General Kelly, maybe in that way, and I don't think that he's going to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. then once General Kelly says no... Uh, he's going to be in the same. I mean, we spent maybe two weeks talking about Donald Trump's relationship with General McMaster a few months ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. like whether or not we thought General McMaster was going to stay as right. head of NSA. So you don't know. It, it, I don't think it has anything to do with him being. A, I just think that Donald Trump thinks that generals are their mentality is going to be something different, and then he gets disappointed, and then he goes on Twitter, and then right, he, and then it, yeah. it starts the whole thing. Well, I also just think uh, Kelly could get to a point where he's just going to be uh, done. You know, he's going to be burned out. A chief of staff position is already an incredibly stressful job, and you don't even see uh, people staying in that for long terms anyways. You know, they're out after a couple years uh, for the most part. So even if he's miraculously able to even stay there, I think he'll be very burnt out, especially dealing with Trump and his, you know, crazy crew to keep them all in control. It's going to be a very difficult job for him. And that was going to be my next question for everyone, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, do you think that uh, General Kelly will have the job? This is sort of the over-under. We're going to set the line at Reince Priebus. (laughs) Is he going to have the job longer than Reince? Or for a shorter (laughs) amount of time than Reince? I'll start with our guest, Royal. Do you think that the general can hang in there as long as as the Priebs did? Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, Priebus had one of the shortest tenures as Mm -hmm. White House Chief of Staff of all of them in the last several decades. the odds are certainly right. with him. And, you know, I think, what, I think what this military approach brings 
is an efficiency and a focus on winning. It's like a chess game. And I mean, apparently, uh, Mattis is just a brilliant guy, super strategist. And I think what Kelly can explain to Trump maybe is, look at the first six months. You were spending time talking about how low Morning Joe's IQ is. You were talking <laughs> about Mika Brzezinski's facelift and bleeding and so on while Obamacare reform and repeal was slipping away. If you had spent the time making the phone calls and doing the lobbying and schmoozing with John McCain and so on, instead of that extraneous stuff that maybe your, your, your base loved, you might have won. I think he's the kind of guy that can deliver that message. I do think that if uh, if the general tried to say, "Look, you have to get off Twitter," I don't think he would listen That's to true. him. But no, that you know, that, that the idea that I've if had that happens, many times, General Kelly should run for president. I know, right? The, the idea that <laughs> I've had that many times on this show again is that they need to give him a smartphone that's not actually connected to the internet. It's like a <laughs> fake internet, <laughs> and he thinks that everything goes out, and he's like, "Oh, look, it's on my my Twitter." Uh, but uh, uh, Chelsea, do you think that uh, the general might be able to hang in as long as as Ryan's? Or I'm going to go for under. I'm going to say that Trump is going to get too frustrated, or Kelly's going to get too frustrated, and they're going to. They're not going to be able to play nice. Mm-mm. I think uh, yeah, there are probably two very strong alphas, mm-hmm. whereas Ryan's previous was, if an alpha at all, I'm not sure he doesn't appear to be so, right. is less of one, right. and so he probably you know hung in there for as long as possible. Uh, Drexel, you feel the same way that it's probably. I do. I think to Chelsea's point, uh, uh, Ryan's Peebus was weak, had a weak personality. Um, Anthony Scaramucci had a weak personality because he was a fangirl. No, seriously. I mean, that's why I laughed. And and, and who was the other? Sean Spicer was weak because he he was just a weak personality Mm -hmm. as well. Like I said, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a weak person. You got a a bunch of people. Why is she weak? I just meant like it, we. Did she goes out there? Like she doesn't. Can rain. She she will go, as a press secretary. She's the new national press secretary, the new White House press secretary. For her to go out there and not be able to control her press, like the press briefings. For her to get up there and be like, "I'm shutting this briefing down because you're going to ask me a question about." And and X, also y, and Z, to like, not know that you don't wear lime green because it's the color that <laughs> yeah. you can key out and replace. Right. Well, at least like it did. Well, well, did you funny. see those suits <laughs> that like, Spicer wore? Yeah, that's oh true. my god. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and yet we, sp- yeah. we spent a whole couple of months on Fox News talking about a tan suit that Barack Obama Right, exactly, wore. and that was something I was just going to bring up about that. But <laughs> I'll, go step, <laughs> I'll go a step further. I don't even know if Trump will be president in six months. Right. You always say that. Um, <laughs> but I really do. Uh, I think Drexel, like, it's going to be hard if he, you know, to keep him in for a full term at this point. Um, Drexel, I saw you make a point. I don't remember if this was uh, Facebook or Twitter. But, uh, you know, General Kelly coming over, that does leave a vacancy at Homeland mm-hmm. Security. And uh, give us your thoughts about this world we live in to suddenly have a vacancy at Homeland Security. I'm not saying that no one can, you know, fill that role, but nobody's doing that job right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, today Christopher Rye was just, uh, uh, you know, voted in as the next next FBI director. Mm-hmm. So at least that's one one yes. area that right. I'm okay. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, but on Homeland Security, like you just cannot have a rogue. Pro- I think that the firewall to Homeland Security is Mattis. And McMaster and General Kelly, the the Marine Corps generals are kind of holding the line <laughs> right now, um, to where Donald Trump doesn't have as much sway in, in in Homeland Security, and he doesn't have the funding that he, he want. Like Donald Trump could do so much damage if he was if he wasn't focused on like the border wall. So while he's focused, if he stays focused on the border wall and thinks that's the only thing the Homeland Security could focus on, then that's good. We're in good shape. Uh, but once he realizes that Homeland Security can do a whole bunch of other stuff. That's dangerous for us, and there's no gatekeeper 
there to stop right. that from happening. Um, you, you already see what's happening with North Korea. Um, you already see what's happening. You see what's happening with Russia and these sanctions. And today, people thought that he was going to sign you know, his 10 days for everybody right. who doesn't know. The president has 10 days that to is. sign a bill. Mm-hmm. Um, he He's not going to pocket veto. But he might not sign it, but he's going to get, you know, so I don't know what he's going to do. And, and he hasn't mentioned anything about it. Right. So it just might let it go it. into law. So um, I think that, that that we're in a dangerous time for, for, a, for a party and a president who has spent a, a majority of the campaign talking about national security issues to not have a secure national security team in place is baffling to me. Christian, I've got a prediction about Homeland Security, so here's the deal. I mentioned a chess game. (laughs) So um, Trump goes to Sessions, and he says, Mm. uh, Jeff, Jeff, you're not comfortable. This is not working out. Jefferson. You've read my tweets. Which I'm astounding, can you imagine? Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing, Jeff, I'm not firing you or anything. I'm moving you to Homeland Security. Incredibly important job. So then he brings a new guy in as Attorney General who doesn't have to recuse himself to, from yeah, all the Russia investigations because right. he's brand new and he's, he's not a recusal kind of guy. And at that point, then Trump says, now, as for Special Counsel Mueller, you got a bromance with Comey and your entire staff. They donated to Clinton. They donated to Obama. Uh, they were lawyers for Clinton. Clearly, they're biased. They can't be. So I'm having to fire, reluctantly, fire Mueller and all of his team. And we don't really need them anyway because the attorney general is no longer recusal material. And now we investigate Russia with the new attorney general. So that's my prediction but, as to what But Republicans next. are not going to let that no. happen. They've already indicated they are not they are not confirming a new attorney general anytime soon. Right. Plus there's the Saturday scene. Night Massacre right. it's a, it's syndrome. A, right. I'm not yes. saying the plan's perfect. Right. No, it's, I'm just floating it. It doesn't sound entirely implausible. Right. It no, seems right. like it's, it could be you know in the works. Or, right. Oh, absolutely. Jeff, absolutely. But Jeff absolutely. Sessions could also never be confirmed as the Homeland Security Secretary. Also true. Like he's just not like... Okay, yeah, two if, flaws to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Finding all the well, no, but I've, I have heard that that theory of very um, much for a while, and then because we brought it up, I, I do really want to talk about healthcare, which we'll do in a moment. But uh, Chelsea is our recovering attorney, but Royal, you are a practicing attorney. As you hear all the news about all the Russia investigation, and obviously there's still a lot more that could come out. Do you hear anything where you go like, well, that sounds like that could be trouble, or is it is it just is it just a lot of smoke but no fire still at this point? So far, it's a lot of smoke. I think the only way that Donald Jr. could be in real trouble over that June 2016 yeah. meeting in New York is if, in fact, he violated, for example, the election law that says you may not solicit from a foreign country or foreign person something of value or accept or accept right. So the thing is, you could argue maybe by saying, yippee, I love what I'm going to get at this meeting, and then going to the meeting and listening. You could argue it's soliciting or accepting, but is it really something of value? There are a lot of cases that say basically we're talking about moolah, not dirt on an opponent, although obviously common sense tells you if they really did have good dirt, that's something of value. But it's all so much of a wobbler, I don't think that they're going to go after him. And if they did... Dad would just pardon him. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's a, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's he's can not going to recuse himself from that decision. Can I I'm share sure. something yeah. that I saw Please. this weekend at Politicon? There was an entire panel that was there to compare Watergate to what's mm-hmm. currently going on. On that panel included um, Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh! We took I a photo with him. We met. I had to go home <laughs> we'll, to my boyfriend we'll, and tell him. We'll have to like, share that next week. I didn't realize yeah, you I was had a picture. Say, I'm like, Oof. we won't show the photo. Uh, no, no, I, I hope it's up. like my most it's called Exhibit picture. A. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it had Roger Stone yeah. on it, and it also had the woman who prosecuted Watergate. And she mm-hmm. kept saying over and over, yes, I hear Roger saying that there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence. But there wasn't evidence on day 30 or even 90 or even six months in, insufficient to impeach Nixon. You've got to give these investigations time. Oh. So just because you don't think there's anything today doesn't mean that there's never going to right. be. Right. And and, right. Uh, and uh, who's the, the on the panel on the Rush panel with Ted Lieu and um, Dana Rohrbacher and oh, Anna Navarro? Mm. There was a panel on Russia uh, where um, who's the who's the CIA analyst on MSNBC? Um, black guy, um, I can't remember his name, but. Big CIA right You're the only yeah. one of us uh, yeah. in the show who can get away uh, with going, G- like, you G- know, the Gordon black guy. Yeah, the black guy. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I think he's dead. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, he made a point, and you guys have seen him. If I, you can't remember I think I know who you mean. Yeah, I know um, who you mean. He I made a point where either. he said, intelligence is not evidence until it gets to the Justice Department. So we won't know what is out there mm-hmm. because we're not supposed to know. Exactly. It's our job not to know. Well, that's, that's, always, my, that's always my feeling about, uh, you know, about issues that relate to homeland security and, you know, terrorist threats and things. And like, well, they held that guy and then we didn't find anything out. I'm like, you know what? I don't know that. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. Right. And that we, and, should, and that and we shouldn't know. We shouldn't know. And I think that this would be something that if right. there is something big, yeah, I would hope we didn't know at this right. point. The only because, time we're going to know is when James Comey gives a press conference and describes <laughs> in 45 minutes all the stuff he knows yeah. and then says, I'm not going to They got leaked to yeah. James Comey. Yeah. Um, but it goes back to what Royal was saying. I think it would be a big mistake if Trump did try to go around and have the special and, and prosecutor was... fired because then it does make it look like he's hiding something, he's guilty, mm-hmm. which goes back to why the tax returns are never Which, re- which I don't even know that he has something guilty. huge to hide. And if he does that, then it's like it's even that much dumber. You know, right. like what's the stupidest thing about Watergate? He was going to win the, in, yes, a in a landslide, and it was yes, you know, and it was just like you—you you didn't need to do. No, George McGovern wasn't going to win. Wasn't going to win exactly. Did you see what? <laughs> it's the cover-up was always worse. The, the worst. So people are talking about the leaks inside the White House, yeah. but the leaks outside the White House are even funnier. Any t- the, the golf course thing, yes. where Donald Trump says that the White House is a dump. dump. Like, why would you say that? Um, yeah. Jared Kushner is saying that the, the campaign was too incompetent mm-hmm. to collude. Like, you're like. People are saying people aren't making this stuff up. They're saying it, and everybody's leaking around you. Trust, like mm-hmm. I always say, trust no one anyway. Mm-hmm. But the, this Trump administration really should not trust. Well, a single person. You, you know, you know how there, you know how there's not going to be those kind of leaks. Don't say anything worth leaking. Don't make a comment like that. Malcolm Nance. Thank you, R. Scott yeah. Brown. Malcolm Nance. R. Scott Brown, not, Nance. not, not yes. former Nance. Senator Scott yeah. Brown, uh, as I always like yeah. to point One out. One of the problems is Trump looks so guilty. I mean, when he says in the Oval Office to the Russian guy, oh, my gosh, I fired I fired the guy because, you know, now I want to get rid of the Russian investigation. And he says it to Lester Holt. He says that's why he fired it. All Trump has to do is say, you know what? You want to investigate Russia, knock yourself out. It's a waste of taxpayer right. money, but there's nothing there. Right. But, you know, go ahead, let the system work. But that's not Trump's no. DNA. Mm-hmm. Whether he's guilty or not, he is going to pugnaciously fight back and say, no, no investigation. He may be totally innocent, but he looks so guilty right. by fighting so exactly. hard. In I saw really exactly a great article that we probably all would have heard about had it not been for, I think it's the Scaramucci stuff that mm-hmm. has concealed this. There was an important... Uh, hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee with um, 
Broward, what's his name? Bill Broward, and he, I believe that's his name, he was a, a, a businessman that had a lot of experience with Russia, knows how dirty and crazy it is from the inside, says that sometimes the Russians will sort of find a way to use you and then you are stuck with them, dealing with them, uh, sort of at their mercy if they don't release you. Even if you don't go in willingly, that they find a way to do it. And sure. so this this was shared this week um, with the Senate Judiciary Committee. None of us really heard about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't until I went digging about like what really happened this week um, that I saw that. But here, did anybody else hear about I that? Hear I, about I, I did it, not yes, hear about it. I did hear something about Russians buying up all of the Trump properties in the United States so they could. No, no, seriously. No, this is serious. Buying up Trump properties in the United States or buying apartments in the Trump properties and infiltrating from the inside. Like, I know people are scared of, like, I know Republicans are scared of, like, Muslims coming in, right. like, Mexicans coming in. But really, their their biggest enemy mm-hmm. are the Russians coming in and staying in and then things getting crazy. Well, uh, I mean, I think it's an interesting point. We'll have to uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, There are two things I want to make sure we get to before we run out of time, which will be very soon. Uh, We should talk about health care. So a week ago today, Republicans were literally applauding John McCain's dramatic return to the Senate (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he cast a vote on health care. And his vote was the decisive vote that allowed debate on the topic of health care to advance. Now, a week later... Well, I guess it's a week later and nobody's really talking about this anymore. It's but if you think later. back to last week, mm-hmm. this was really a big deal. Can't even think and back to last the week. fact yeah, that uh, John ago. McCain, oh, he wow. voted down the so-called skinny repeal. And uh, I have a quote from Senator McCain. He explained that he, quote, believed Obamacare should be repealed and replaced with a solution that increases competition, lowers costs, and improves care for the American people. The so-called skinny repeal would not accomplish those goals, while the amendment would have repealed some of Obamacare's most burdensome regulations. It offered no replacement to actually reform our health care. So this was a a surprise, and uh, Mitch McConnell did, at least you got the impression, did not see it coming. Uh, So I saw a lot of variations on on this one theme on social media, which is that obviously Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska Mm -hmm. were just as essential to the skinny repeal and getting voted down, but a man comes in and does one third of the job and gets all the credit, <laughs> which I think is very funny. And I saw it so many and places, I can't even yeah. give credit to. But to be fair, you knew how they were going to vote. It was surprising. And I almost feel like this was the real reason he flew back because he's like, I'm going to make the show of like, oh, I'm a good yeah. party guy. And then uh, the and then was just going to give a or, big middle finger yeah, to you. President yeah. Trump. Or, yes. or all those comments about how he is on some Cadillac insurance plan getting the best possible treatment for mm-hmm. his his cancer is really nice for him and the rest of Americans don't right. get it and they're going to be stripped of whatever they do have. Uh, I don't know, maybe that got to him because there mm-hmm. were plenty of comments to him, tweets at him like, wow, it must be really nice right. to have the best right. plan of them plan. all. You, you um, accept yourself from whatever this uh, new plan is going to be yeah, and it was a uh, overtaken by conscience. Yeah. Well, it, anyway, so here we are, and there was no skinny repeal, and they were basically uh, dealt what looked like a crushing blow. But you never know where these things go. So every week, Scott, like, I like ask you the zombie. same question <laughs> every week. I'm like, so yeah. do you think there's a way for uh, you? Always give the same answer too, well, and then uh, like, uh, and between shows, it looks like oh, I think Scott was wrong. Oh no, no. He's right. well, so do you think that there is? 
a way forward for Republicans to repeal or replace Obamacare, no. much less repeal and replace. No, and, that, and like I've said from the beginning, Obamacare was based off of a conservative insurance uh, idea. And what Mitt Romney did in Massachusetts, as we just talked about. So there is not a better, like we said, you cannot get a better replacement. You can't have it both ways. You can't cut Medicaid. You can't cut subsidies. You can't cut all that. And then still be able to have a, a cheaper plan that covers everybody. It just You can't have it both ways. So until they can figure out a, a way to actually work in a bipartisan fashion, like John McCain said, and wait to actually go through the committee process and everything else, they can't just... Any other way is not going to work. They're going to millions of people are going to be kicked off. It's never going to look good for them. Uh, it's not going to happen. And uh, I think you know, besides Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski with their firm no votes, which I think was incredible. Um, you know, the thing about the three of them is none of them have to worry about reelection until 2020, 2022 at the earliest. So they had a little bit of safety there. Um, I also want to give credit to the three Democrats that were in very conservative states that did not uh, move because we had every single Democrat mm, that's true. that yeah. stayed firm, like John Tester of Montana, Heidi Heitkamp of, of North Dakota, and Joe Manchin of West Virginia are in very heavily red states that are going to be vulnerable for re-election next year, all run next year, and they stayed uh, to their no vote, and I want to give them credit as well. Um, so uh, to, that, that. to that point uh, about health care going forward, uh, I also have a thought, and I'll get your thoughts on this, Royal, that... We know John McCain has brain cancer, and you know his seat is not up for re-election for what almost six years because mm-hmm. he just was re-elected in November. Um, is it possible that this could be one final grand gesture by John McCain as he kind of goes off into the sunset because he's like, I got mm-hmm. brain cancer. I don't. I don't need this headache on top of that. Uh, so, Royal, your thoughts about John McCain going forward and healthcare going forward. Well, it's fun to psychoanalyze people when you don't meet them and you're not a psychoanalyst, True. but I'll do it anyway. I mean, of course, <laughs> there's, there's the Goldwater rule. Back in 64, all the shrinks in America said he's nuts, and then they said we shouldn't do that, and now they're breaking the rule as to Trump. I think revenge is a dish best served cold, mm-hmm. and I think McCain was totally pissed at Trump mm-hmm. when Trump said, I like my heroes to right. not get captured. Get captured yeah. And McCain went ballistic for himself. I mean, he was for years a prisoner of the North Vietnamese and all of his fellow soldiers who were in prison. Mm-hmm. He hated Trump because of that. I think this was his opportunity yep. to get back at him. So in general, though, how do you take goodies away from people? I mean, the Republicans hated the New Deal and Social Security. They never took it back. They couldn't. They hated Medicare mm-hmm. out of LBJ in the 60s. They can't take it back. So how can you take goodies away mm-hmm. once Obamacare gives, you know, we're on the way to single payer? I think the only solution the Republicans have is to stress freedom. Number one, freedom to choose. I want to pick my doctor and my plan and my deductible and my coverages, and I can't under Obamacare. I love freedom. Number two, freedom from catastrophe. We all fear being wiped out and bankrupted by medical bills. Well, how about catastrophic insurance? Help the people who need help who are going to be wiped out as opposed to every nickel and appendectomy. If you don't have skin (laughs) in the game, you're not going to avoid the overuse problem. And the third and final freedom is the freedom from rationing. We go to single payer, we're going to be just like Canada and Norway and everybody else, which means you stand in a long line for years, 
in pain because you really need your hip replaced. And when you get to the head of the line, the doctor is Doogie Hauser, only without the high <laughs> IQ, because the government's running the show and you don't have great doctors. And so that's oh, the problem with single payer. I think we help the people who need help. We let the market system work, and you guarantee freedom. That would be the pitch if I were running the Republican Party. I'm not. They're not. Gonna, not. They're not going to make that pitch, and so we're never going to give any goodies I, back. I, I think that the doctor right. you would get would be actually Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one other point I want to get to, uh, but I do want to give uh, Drexel and Chelsea one minute each to uh, talk a little bit about where they think healthcare is going, and if you have any thoughts about John McCain. But again, I want to get to the transgender military ban. Sure. So please. Uh, I know somebody brief. in the chat room, uh, Nicole brought up uh, about uh, Maisie Hirona from Hawaii, who mm -hmm. also has cancer, who showed up and uh, voted no. Um, I think John McCain um, had every ample opportunity, just like Jeff Flake did, uh, to cast multiple no votes if he wanted a revenge vote um, <coughs> on, on nominees and everything else. Uh, and he did not. Um, but right now, from what I understand, this is in the last few hours, Democrats are working with Republicans on coming to the table ah. to fix mm -hmm. certain things um, about health care that they can both agree on. But, of course, that's going to probably shut down just like budget talks also shut down <laughs> between, the, between the White House and the Senate mm -hmm. today. So yeah. um, I don't know that health care is going to go any – I just think the Republicans are stuck between a rock they and a hard place right now, yeah. and they're not going to have anything. Chelsea? Yeah. My quick answer, nowhere fast. Nowhere fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, I do want to, uh, for our final topic in the last couple of minutes, because I know uh, the, the clock is not our friend as usual, uh, the transgender military ban. And as is so often the case when putting this show together, uh, something that I think is going to be our major topic uh, before the weekend uh, ends up being the last topic squeezed mm -hmm. in the last two minutes of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday, six days ago, President Trump tweeted that on the advice of his generals, he would be banning transgender people from serving in the armed forces. There was a letter from a dozen retired generals that thanked him for it. But there was also a letter from 56 retired generals that said he shouldn't do it. So there's a lot of sort of reasons pro and con, but seems like against the ban seems to be the effect. And granted, nothing is in effect now. It, no. it's, the law still stands. Um, my quick thought is this seems like the kind of thing to stay out of because, you know, you're you're pandering to the ultra-conservative base, and this isn't something people were asking for. Mm -hmm. So this was not the time to bring it up, but maybe he thought it would distract from all these other things. It was from um, to distract from the Senate Judiciary mm -hmm. Yeah, hearing. exactly. So uh, give, I guess, unfortunately, give each of you about 30 seconds to share your thoughts. Um, let me start with our guest, of course, uh, Royal. Were you surprised that President Trump decided last Wednesday, this is important, I need to talk about this? Very surprised because, once again, he stepped on a, a big victory for him. He had this Foxcom billions of dollars, yeah. and mm -hmm. a huge job thing, and he wiped it off the headlines. <laughs> the irony is... Caitlyn Jenner would be a better Rambo than Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so I think it was an ill-advised move. One of them's had less uh, plastic surgery, too. True. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott, uh, 30 seconds. Uh, I think the, the whole thing was terrible because, first of all, doing... Uh, trying to say you can just make up laws by Twitter doesn't work anyways. And then he had a nine-minute gap between the two <laughs> tweets, which also scared you know the military yeah. thinking, he, is he declaring war? What is he doing? Yeah. Um, it was ill-informed. Again, it was irresponsible, but it's n not surprising with this president. And of course, nothing changes because you have to go through the chain of command. The Obama administration had already done all the uh, the, the stuff for it to make sure it was going to work out budgetarily and that the troops would be uh, integrated well. So, you know, that was already handled already at the end of the, the last administration, and it was being moving forward so 
Uh, Drexel? Um, I thought. I mean, obviously, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. Um, so mm-hmm. I won't use my thirty seconds on that. I'll just use my thirty seconds on the fact that my show, that our show, is coming back September, <laughs> and, and uh, it'll be on After Buzz TV. TV. You and Chelsea will both be on the and, show, and, and we are bringing Brooke. Uh, so Lison, who's on this show, to oversee and she will be, the headlines uh, and portion. she will be with us uh, next uh, Tuesday on this show. But, Chelsea, do you want to use your 30 seconds? Because just because Drexel yielded his time doesn't mean you need to. All right. Well, I, I do because I, at first, I'm like, this is so ridiculous, especially when I heard about how much money is spent on Viagra exactly. compared mm-hmm. to how much money you know transgendered people in the military would need. And so I was really interested when Chelsea Handler and Tommy Lahren spoke this weekend at Politicon and talked about this issue. And I don't know if Tommy Lahren speaks to speaks for all conservatives, but her reasons for not um, for, for supporting this ban were financial, right? Which doesn't make sense mm-hmm. because of the Viagra thing. But she did say, I don't want to be paying for people's Viagra either. Okay, fine. I'll give her that one. The second one, her second point was that it impacts military readiness. And I I have to admit, I don't know very much about what military readiness requires, but I can't imagine that it, that having transgendered people in the military means that they're all unprepared and unready to go out. And if so, w- wouldn't you, like, same with anybody else, with any other condition, wouldn't you check each individual? Why is it just clean right. slate across mm-hmm. the board. It would make sense if they said, you know, being transgendered is one of the things that they're going to look for in seeing if you're ready to go. Right. Then it would make sense and Tommy Lahren would have a point, but I mm-hmm. think she doesn't. So no, I no feel point. like this issue will come up again mm-hmm. and uh, we'll keep an eye on it then, but uh, we are out of time. Huge thanks to our guest, KNBC TV Legal Honest Royal Oaks on Thank Twitter you. at Royal Oaks. And as I said, we'll be back next Tuesday, August 8th, 7 p.m. Pacific right here. Our pal Brooks Lees will be back with us. Until then, be sure to follow us at Trump Report ABTV for Scott Moore at S-Man 80, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, Drexel Hurd at Drexel Hurd. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. See you next Tuesday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.